Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today, we are going to be continuing on with the Odyssey and this honestly lovely journey. Is that a rhyme? Was that a pun? Maybe. We don't know. I don't know. Could be. Um, so today, we're going to honestly talk about how Odysseus is truly just a compulsive liar and all that great stuff. But yeah, um, that's honestly our main exciting thing. Plus, we have the full year of podcasting under our belt now, officially. Like, I got that little gold star that says a year. I don't know. There's not a gold star, but there should be because I'm proud of it. And I'm proud of everyone that's, you know, listened and enjoyed this podcast. And I just want to thank you all once again because it wouldn't be here without you all. So, thank you. Um, We don't really have any big announcements. There are some cool sales that are going on in the merch store. So if you guys want to take a peek at the merch store, there is now a uh, Poor Cthulhu sticker um, as well as a logo sticker. And there is a Poor Cthulhu tote bag. And honestly, I have a lot of the merch for myself, which I feel like it seems silly, but I also love it. So I'm just going to keep doing me and people can judge me if they want. Also, you know, we're like a little underground podcast. Like, not that many people know about this podcast right now. So maybe it's just one of those things where people don't know I'm wearing my own merch. Because, you know, the logo has my old haircut where I had, like, ombre hair. So nobody knows. And that's fun. But without further ado, let's get into this episode and talk with Jade more about Odysseus. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Belly Bookish Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about uh, The Odyssey with Jade from About a Book Podcast. The Gwitch. I don't know why I said that. That's hello in Irish. <laughs> I never done that before. <laughs> I love this today. It's just a little bit of chaos to start us off, right? Like, just throw it out there. Diagwitch. Diagwitch. This like shows you how religious like Ireland was. Diagwitch mm-hmm. means God be with you. And then the reply is Diasmergwitch, which means mm-hmm. God and Mary be with you. <laughs> I love like dissecting how much religion really influences culture because I always think it's funny. Like I do. Like I think, you know, in the United States, we are always like, oh, there's a separation of certain state. No, there's not. No. No, there's not. <laughs> I don't and think just, there like, really is in any country. I don't think so either. I think every country is just like, yeah, we totally don't. Don't look at the fact that we don't allow abortion. Don't think about that at all. Anyways, uh, that's totally speaking not of Speaking of gods and impact on society and religion and society, this book has a lot of gods in it. <laughs> and we I... get to see the influence. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. a very rocky transition. But... <laughs> Listen, I love it. It's fine. We'll work with it. I want to say that... I truly think that every single man in this book would have died had a goddess or sometimes a god not intervened in their life. Like, had Athena not guided Odysseus through, like, my man would be dead somewhere. 
But then also, if Poseidon and the gods that hated him didn't interfere, he probably would have a smoother ride home as well. So fair enough, fair enough. Facts, <laughs> but I also—it's just weird because it's like they rely so heavily on the influence of gods, whether it's um, like the gods working in their favor or working against them, that like they won't make a single step until they know for sure that someone has blessed their passage. Yeah, like in Christianity, at least, it's like a combination of free will and then Mm -hmm. kind of like God can like move in your life. But it seems to be in this, it's like the opposite. It's like the God will control stuff. And then in between, Mm -hmm. you can like make your own decisions, you know, Mm -hmm. but it seems to be like mostly the gods just tell you what to do. (laughs) I feel like in Christianity, there's a lot of like afterthought in a way, like once things gone horribly wrong, they're like, well, that's what God intended. You know what I mean? But it's like, I feel mm. like in the Odyssey, the gods have like a very active role in your day to like, like as soon as something goes bad, they're like, who, who did I make mad today? Okay. Like they're like, what do I do to fix this scenario? Whereas like, I feel like in Christianity, it's like afterwards, they're like, well, this is all part of his plan. And you're like, yeah, oh, like it's helpful say- right now. Yeah, like, say, like, Odysseus has, like, a small inconvenience, like, he can't, Mm -hmm. you know, travel through somewhere, he'd be like, oh, it's the gods or something, whereas, Mm -hmm. like, in Christianity, if we have, like, a bad day, you wouldn't be like, oh, God must be angry, but, like, Mm -hmm. if something, like, tragic happens in your life, you're like, oh, like, you know, Mm -hmm. God's teaching me a lesson, so it seems to be, like, they have God, even in, like, the small moments in their Mm -hmm. life, whereas, like, more in Christianity, it's more, like, looking at the big picture. Mm-hmm. but that's coming from thinking, someone that isn't like religious because i'm sure if you talk to a christian they would say like gods in the small moments of their life so i don't know if i mean i was raised catholic so i feel like i'm a local expert on this <laughs> side you know like in that spectrum like not that i have obviously any sort of ministry experience but you know i like to think that i know a lot of things <laughs> But I I don't know. I think it's just an interesting take. Whereas, like, it feels like in Greek mythology that they can, you know, if you're having a bad time, you can actively change the gods' favor. You know, like, Mm -hmm. if you're like, okay, this sea storm is not going great. What can I do to fix this? Well, I guess I could, you know, make a sacrifice. sacrifice 15 cattle. Whereas, like, if we're like, hey, we are trapped on a terrible island of desertedness and I'm the only one left alive. In Christianity, I feel like it's more like, okay, well, this is part of the plan. Mm. You know, eventually I'll get out of it. Yeah, that's very true. But we are starting off on book 11. So mm-hmm. Odysseus is with the Phoenicians and he's in the castle and he remember in the last episode he hears mm-hmm. the song with the Trojan War and he gets emotional and people mm-hmm. find out that he's Odysseus from the war and now he's recounting his journey up until where we meet him in the book. So in the first in the first book one we meet him and he's well not book one book whatever it was um we meet him and he's at calypso's island so now we're kind of like jumping back in time and he's telling the phoenicians where he's been up until then up until Mm -hmm. he met them so yeah there's gonna be a couple points in which i'm gonna talk about some of the uh parts that i feel like we see like used as modern days in modern day stories where they definitely Mm. were inspired based on this 
Um, like, first of all, Princess Bride. Remember how, like, he's telling the story to the kid in Princess Bride? I was just thinking about that. And being, oh, you haven't seen Princess Bride? I haven't Bride? seen it. No, I haven't oh. seen it, Roger. I know. No. I know my boyfriend loves it. And, like, so many Please. people tell me to watch it. Yeah. Please watch it. Oh, my goodness. It's, <laughs> it's delightful. You're going to love it. Well, you can explain it to the listeners anyway. Yeah, so, you know, everyone's going to know what I'm talking about if they've seen Princess Bride. But, like, I'm imagining Odysseus telling the story like the Princess Bride, okay? Like, he's going very dramatically. You know what I mean. It's fine. But we're on to book 11. It is true, though, because this was kind of the first epic. Like, this was the first adventure story. So this really is the blueprint for every adventure story that's come after it. So people definitely have found inspiration in bits. Because some bits seem like it's like when I read like Pride and Prejudice or like another classic, you read something and you're like, oh, that's a cliche or like, oh, that's unoriginal. Mm-hmm. But in fact, it was really original. It's just that everyone's copied mm-hmm. it since then. Yeah. And I like just seeing specific parts of this that I've seen in other things. Like, mm. we'll, we'll get there. I'll point it out yeah. what happens. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, book 11 The Dead. They're back on the boat again. Odysseus is making a bunch of sacrifices so that he can finally get uh, directions from the underworld because Calypso's like this. That's what you got to need. That's what you have to do. You have to go talk to this guy in the underworld and he'll guide you and tell you where to go. And Odysseus is like, fine, totally. I'll do that. So he's doing this. He sacrificed a a cow. He sacrificed something and Mm -hmm. they come up and the spirits drink the blood in order to uh, talk to him. But the funny thing is, he has to like guard the blood so that they can't come. Mm-hmm. Like random people can't show up, which I think is funny. Yeah, because it's kind of like have you seen kind of maybe those movies or something where there's a psychic and then it's all the gods, mm-hmm. like I mean, all the spirits like trying to get them when they're like getting a headache. Mm-hmm. I imagine that's what it's like. It would just be overwhelming if he didn't like control it. Um, mm. and he's only trying to get the gods that are actually I mean he's only going to get the spirits that are actually like useful to him um, mm. I think this is a really interesting air quotes scene of the book because it kind of gives us like a well-rounded glimpse of like Greek mythology because it references a lot of um, heroes and characters from like other stories um, mm. so I think that's really interesting so you, you see like little glimpses of other stories that you can kind of go and explore and when this story was being told back in the day, like Homer's audience would have been familiar with all of these characters that we're going to mm-hmm. hear about now. It feels very much like a crossover episode, you mm. know, like that Hannah Montana on deck, whatever it was. Yeah. That's so yeah. sweet life of Hannah Montana. Yeah. There you go. There we go. <laughs> I, know, I couldn't remember exactly what it was. I was like, we'll figure that out later. <laughs> so... You know, one of the guys come over, comes forward and Odysseus is like, dude, I literally saw you three days ago. What? And turns out this guy got so drunk at Cersei's house that he fell out of his bed and died and everyone forgot about him. And so that he's like, please That's go back really to Cersei's awkward. house. Yeah. I was like, how would you feel to be that one person that every single person forgot about? Like, oh, yeah. Hey, hey, boss. Hey, boss. I died. You didn't notice. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like, too, it's like, did he not have any friends on this ship? They've been sailing for years, you know? And it's like, wouldn't you get on the boat and be like, hey, hey, where's Steve? Have you guys, 
Have you guys seen Steve today? I mean, I know we're all on this single one boat. I don't know where <laughs> Steve is. And how did no one notice? Do they not have like a buddy system where they just pair yeah. up and kind of protect each other and keep each other accountable? Very Listen, sad. if uh, there seems to be that few men because they keep dying, why don't you just get a head count every time you go on the island and you go, okay, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> I, I know we had 25 people. Why am I only counting 24? I counted myself this time. <laughs> I didn't make that a mistake again. Like, how? <laughs> how? I don't understand. But basically, this guy's like, can you please go back and bury my body? Because I can't cross to the underworld until you will. And I know Cersei's not going to. And so my body's just kind of like rotting up at our house. And like, that's a little inconsiderate. So it is, he's just like crying. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I promise I'll go back to Cersei's house and bury you. <laughs> Whoops. What a guy. So then um, the prophet comes forward and drinks the blood. Uh, so that he can speak and learn where he has to go, uh, where Odysseus has to go. So the prophet's like, Listen, yeah, Tiresias. All is, has to do. yeah, his name's yeah. Sorry, his name's Tiresias, and he's like a really important character in Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know the story of um, Oedipus, the guy who like marries his mom mm-hmm. and kills his dad? Mm-hmm. I, that's all I know yeah. about it. I don't know that much. Um, well, yeah. Well, Tiresias is the prophet in that play that tells him mm-hmm. that's going to happen. So Tiresias is kind of like, as you said, it's like a crossover episode because Tiresias mm-hmm. is in like so many Greek stories. Um, So mm-hmm. it's like funny to see him here. And yeah, as you were saying, he just tells. It's like another one of those annoying spoilers. Like he basically mm-hmm. tells us what's going to happen for the rest of the book. Yeah. Um, But yeah, continue. <laughs> I feel like Homer's novels are all just spoilers for the novel that it's currently in. Yeah. Yeah, because he just tells yeah. Homer, like, I mean, he tells Odysseus, like, yeah, you're going to get home, but all your men are going to die. And, like, when you go home, you got to deal with all the suitors. And it's like, spoiler, but. Whatever. Yeah, literally. Where's the spoiler warning, my guy? Um,. But yeah, the prophet's like, all you gotta do is you have to ignore these cows on this island, and you guys will all get home fine. If you don't ignore the cows, though, you will have many years of suffering, and everyone's gonna die except you. And he's like, uh, okay, we'll just ignore the cows, that's fine. Um, so, you know, the prophet's like, alright, cool, I told you all you need to know, now deuces, and leaves. So then Odysseus's mom shows up and Odysseus is like, what? You're dead? And like his mom's like, yeah, I'm dead. The thing that bothers me though is that she so fully had a, Yeah, but she also guilt tripped her son in the afterlife. She's like, yeah, I died because I missed you too much. Like, excuse me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I died of grief. Yeah, it's pretty sad. How are you going to put that on your kid, though? Like, now he has to live the rest of his life thinking he killed his mom. Apparently, that's kind of, like, a real thing, like, dying of, like, sadness. I mean, I don't know in humans, but I've heard of, like, owners passing away and then, like, the pet Mm -hmm. passes away, like, soon afterwards because they, like, Mm -hmm. are just so sad about it. Don't want to get depressing up in here, but... (laughs) That's really sad. I know, um, but yeah, the Odyssey just has like a range of emotions like that. It kind of like flip flops. It's emotional roller coaster. 
But anyway, moving on from that sad fact. Moving on. Because <laughs> basically that's all Anyways. she said. She just moved. She just came up to him and was like, yeah, I died because of you. Anyway, I'm going back. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, she's like, hey, also not to dump too much on you, but your dad's living in poverty because of his grief and he's sleeping on the floor and he's not like taking care of himself at all. Okay. Anyways, good luck. <laughs> and then leaves. And I'm like, dude, why would you do that? So then after that, Persephone decides to send a bunch of women of, 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 bunch of women who are wives and daughters of the warriors of troy and it's like here just talk to all of these people and so the first woman that shows up tells us uh trigger warning first for uh sexual assault that uh she was raped by poseidon and they didn't say raped but they said that they put her to sleep and then he made love to her which means she was raped because she was unconscious and i'm like um okay why totally normal i guess i was like my girl first of all like i forget that poseidon's honestly kind of worse than zeus like Mm. poseidon rapes so many women whereas i feel like zeus just like the women usually end up dead because of Hera's rage because he cheats on his wife constantly. But like, he doesn't seem to rape them as much. But maybe that's just my experience with Zeus and I don't know everything. Yeah, unfortunately, all like both of them do a lot. So, <laughs> okay. Okay, never mind. All right. So they're both awful. Yeah. Not surprised. Yeah. Not Greek surprised. mythology is just, yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, oh. Anyway, this is this episode has taken a very depressing turn between Odysseus's <laughs> mom and the sexual yeah. self. We're gonna have to like edit this episode, edit this little bit to make uh, it a bit less grim. I yeah. wouldn't listen to this if I start talking. Yeah, and then we get a uh, Oedipus's mom. So to summarize, which... he meets he meets some people, and it's sad. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. Let's go past all the people he's meeting. Rough. Um, so then, you know, they flash out of this part and the hosts are talking to him and they're like, hey, we love hearing your story. You should stay another night. And Odysseus is like, okay. <laughs> like, n- not with the fact that he's been like gone for 20 years, just wants to get home to his family. And they're like, this story is really <laughs> cool. You should stay for another night. He's like, I'm going to kill myself um please just let me leave have you not listened to the whole story of me wanting to get home yeah he's like there's literally nothing i want more than to just be at like with my wife and my son but like sure i guess i'll stay another night (laughs) oh and then he's like well he's like maybe if i tell them sadder things they'll let me leave He's like, I've only told them the interesting thing, so I'll tell them something sad. <laughs> and then he tells the story about how Ag- seeing Agamemnon's ghost. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> All right. It just it just gets sadder and sadder. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it. it is, he's just really trying to be like, hey, don't let me tell you more stories so I can go home. Um, and then we get to hear about the three worst ghosts in the entire thing. So Titus, who's being pecked at forever, and then there's someone that's like, uh, 
can never drink water because it comes up to the chin and when they bow their head they can't like it moves away and then there was another one that i kind of forgot but just yeah. the worst the worst yeah ghosts. so there's there's they just have the worst punishment so yeah one guy's mm-hmm. punishment is to push a big boulder up the top of the hill there we go and then every time it reaches the top of the hill it rolls back and they have to start all over again and then another one is like where a guy's really really thirsty and the water comes up to his chin but then when he bows to try and drink it it goes away so he's just like permanently like parched um yeah it's really grim unfortunate situations yeah. I think the interesting to me thing to me too is that there isn't like you know the there isn't multiple afterlives there's just the underworld so like if you're if you've lived a good life you're like you're just kind of chilling but like then you're you made one god mad and you just have the worst punishment physically possible there is kind of different levels of the underworld mm-hmm. and like heaven as well it's kind of like um it's different but it's kind of like dante's inferno the way there's like what is it i think he has like seven levels circles. of hell seven circles of hell yeah mm-hmm. the greek underworld is kind of like that where there's like different levels so like if you're a terrible person you're like in the worst one and then you know mm-hmm. it kind of like goes up which um makes sense to me if i think mm-hmm. about like what happens to us and we die that makes most sense to me instead of like everyone mm-hmm. getting like the same punishment that there'd be like levels yeah so plus yeah. i think it's interesting too that like that means you could potentially cross from one level to another yeah you know like it makes me think that you could like serve time depending on what you did and if you you know conquer like prison and get over yeah you just kind of move up you know they're like all right you know you start here Get a, prom- get a promotion. Right. Get a promotion yeah. from the 10th level of hell to the 9th ninth level. All right, you got 10,000 years in the 10th level. And then <laughs> once you do that, we'll re-examine your case anyways. <laughs> uh, so then we're on to book 12, Difficult Choices. So they go back to Cersei's and they lay the guy that rest. Uh, thank goodness. And then I, I think it's funny that they've changed Cersei from being like someone who changes every man to a pig or like to some sort of farm animal to now her being like, oh, hey, guys, welcome back. Thanks for staying at my place for a year. Now, you know, we're <laughs> back. Cool. Whatever. Like, but it's like Cersei's just like out here chilling. I can't wait to read Cersei now because that's going to be so much fun. I just I want to know more about her yeah. as a character. So yeah, me too. I don't know much except for this book. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. So Cersei outlines their journey and where they're gonna uh they're gonna go. And she's like, so first you're gonna see some sirens and some scary rocks. Uh if you wanna hear the sirens, you can. You don't have to, you know, shove wax in everybody else's ear. Which I think they did that on Pirates of the Caribbean or something. Because I don't or no, it was I think they did it in yeah. Jackson. Maybe Pirates of the Caribbean as well. I don't know. I remember Percy this Jackson, as a plot device. Percy Jackson, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe because um, the sirens have like mm-hmm. the sirens have like intoxicating music, so it'll make you like mm-hmm. kind of follow the voice and drown. So um, they're advised to like block their ears with wax. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as well, I know you were saying that like there's a lot of inspiration for other things. Um, in Irish folklore, they have like something pretty much the exact same. It's like mermaids that will mm-hmm. lure you to your death. So you have to kind of like tie yourself to something to like hear them sing mm-hmm. without having to 
drown. So yeah, it's just funny how things translate throughout cultures. But continue. <laughs> I know. I, I love the idea of sirens because I like that like there's been like theories where they're just kind of like sirens are just chilling and then men are like ooh hot lady and just jump in <laughs> and it's kind of like their fault. But I love that they were like here's a siren song and they're like hey Odysseus what's up? <laughs> <laughs> But Cersei keeps outlining the story and she's like, also there's going to be this really scary deity and she's got like 17 arms, but like, don't worry about it. She will eat 60 of your men. Don't even try and fight her. And Odysseus is like, yeah. what? Odysseus's yeah, men get picked off like um, flies. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Because, um, yeah, so she's talking about the Scylla, which is like this sea monster that has six heads. And it eats one crewmate for every head. Um, and then if that wasn't bad enough, there's also a whirlpool beside her called a, a Charybetus, which will just like mm-hmm. swallow the ship as well. So uh, mm-hmm. he's got <laughs> sirens to deal with, the Scylla that has six heads and a whirlpool. Uh, so good luck, basically. Yeah, I'm never going on a trip with anyone named Odysseus. Um, it sounds like that vacation would turn into uh, the worst time of my life mm-hmm. and I would ultimately die. Also, like, I, okay, well, wait, let me, let me not say that yet. I will say it when we get there. Okay. So they get back on their trip and they're like, okay, you know, this is like, let me just fill them all in on what we're going to do. So no one gets surprised. And he's like, we're going to pass some sirens. You all are going to put wax in your ears and you're going to tie me to the mast so I can see what they say. And they're like, I guess. <laughs> sure. Why not? So they bind her to the mast. He gets to hear the siren song. And it's basically, they're like, hey, Odysseus, we can tell you about what happened in Troy if you want to know what happened to all your friends. Come <laughs> hang out with us. And I'm just like, I love that it's not like anything super enchanting. It's just like, Oh, you can just like come sit down and hang out if you want to. Like, totally all yeah. men you want to, though. Yeah. But then he'd go over and they'd probably drown him. So, lots of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's like. It's a trap. They're like, hey, you want to come have some beers with us? And then they drown him. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get past the sirens. And next they're on to uh, Scylla. And she eats six of his very best fighters because, of course, she does. (laughs) And then they make it to the island where they can't touch the livestock. And he's like, listen, you cannot touch the livestock. Otherwise, we're going to have an issue. So just do not. It's the sun god's livestock. Don't do it. But he does not stress to the fact that if they touch the livestock, they will all die. He just is like, just don't do it. And he thinks they're going to listen. Yeah. Yeah. And they d- so they do they... listen for a while, but then mm-hmm. he kind of, Odysseus kind of stops being so, uh, what to call it, on their back about it. And then mm-hmm. they kind of get hungry one day while Odysseus is just like sunbathing and they eat a cow. So, yep. trouble. Yeah, they're like, we'll just like sacrifice it and it'll be fine. But like, I guess they got stranded on this island too, though. So, I mean, I get it. Mm. Like, you're starving. They were, like, trying to catch, like, fish and birds and stuff. But, like, there's a lot of them. So, it makes sense. Like, I Yeah, get I think like, it's fair enough. Yeah. But I feel like he should have been like, listen, if you eat this cow, we will all die here. So, don't do it. He never yeah. said that. 
So then, you know, they realized the cow was eaten. And as soon as they set sail, uh, the entire ship is destroyed. Everyone dies. And Odysseus has to cling to, like, the mass for, like, eight days or ten days. And then he reaches the island of Calypso. And, you know, we already know what happens there. Yeah, so we're all caught up. We're all caught up. And he's like, all right, can I go home now? (laughs) So then we're on to book 13, Two Tricksters. So it's the next day. Everybody's trying to eat breakfast. And Odysseus is like, please let me go home. Please let me go home now. (laughs) I told you the story. Let me go home. I know I love this for him because I'm like, that would be me, you know, your your social battery runs out and you're like, I need to get home now, but I'm trying not to be rude to these people <laughs> who drive me. But he's like, oh, wow, I'm so tired. You, you ever have like a sleepover at a friend's house when you were a kid and you like the next day you're like, wow, I don't want to be here anymore. But you have to like wait for the parents to take you home. Yeah, or even worse, you wake up before everybody else, and then you're just like mm-hmm. awkwardly waiting for everyone to wake up so you can leave. Mm, yeah, yeah. I that. that was the position Odysseus was in. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, our man Odysseus was like, "I'll call an Uber for myself if I have to. I need to get out of here." <laughs> so Odysseus is finally on his way home, and my favorite thing is that they basically just star swipe, and they're like, "He's home now." There you go. But they also didn't wake him up when they got <laughs> he got home. They just like set his sleeping body in a bush and was like, ah, there you go. You're home now. <laughs> I just like they didn't even make sure he got inside. Okay, they were like, ah, okay, bye. We're gonna go home yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. It's like when this happened to me before. Someone drops you home and they drive away before you get in the house, and then I realized mm-hmm. I've forgotten my keys and I'm almost like stuck outside. Yeah, so that's the equivalent to what they did to Odysseus. Yep. Yeah, they're like, yeah, he's probably got his keys, whatever. (laughs) He'll figure it out. So then we get uh, a little... I like to think of it as instead of the gods actually talking, that they're like on FaceTime or something. (laughs) And so Poseidon's like, Zeus, Zeus, I, I feel a little neglected here. Um, I made sure that Odysseus got home, but I'm still in a rage. And Zeus is like, bro, I literally don't care. Do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. And Poseidon's <laughs> like, okay, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna turn these, I'm gonna make sure these people have an issue and then block them by mountains so they can't have any guests. And Zeus is like, you know, it'd be funny. <laughs> what if you turn their ship into stone? And Poseidon's like, my man. That is the best idea I've ever heard. And so he does it. He turns the ship to stone as they're like sailing in from just dropping off Odysseus. Mm -hmm. It's really sad um, because I think I referenced it like in an earlier book. Sorry, all Mm -hmm. of my school knowledge is coming back to me. But they have that whole uh, custom of Xenia, Mm -hmm. which is like really good hospitality. And it's kind of like hospitality will be rewarded. And Mm -hmm. throughout every Greek story and throughout the whole Odyssey, pretty much, Xenia, so good hospitality, is rewarded. And this is the mm-hmm. only time where people are actually punished for being hospitable and they're punished for dropping Odysseus home. 
And yeah. it's really sad too because the Phoenicians were known as like a really kind group of people. So it's just really sad that mm-hmm. this happened to them. Um, I know, but yeah. for no reason. And and they're also known as they're also known as like the best kind of sailors and like the best kind mm-hmm. of like sea people. So the fact that their boat got like turned to stone is just like another, you know, salt in the wound. I know. Now they got to figure out why, what happened. Like, they flash over to seeing all of them talking about it. And they're like, why did this happen? Like, we just did, like, the right thing. And now we're being punished. Like, what's going on? (laughs) Rough. Yeah. So then we get back to Odysseus. And Odysseus does not recognize Ithaca. He wakes up and he's like, these terrible people. I hope Zeus curses them. (laughs) They drop me off some random island. Blah, 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 blah. And then, again, we have another time of, like, the goddess having to come and be like, hey, you absolute moron. Um, So Athena's like, listen, you've never heard of Ithaca? This is Ithaca. And Odysseus is like, no. No. Ithaca? Oh, I'm not from Ithaca. And then, you know, he's like, first of all, they try and be like, oh, Odysseus is the smartest man. He's a compulsive liar. Oh, Straight up. (laughs) <laughs> he just lies he first of all it's not even like he lies like well he just makes up the biggest j- backstory of just straight lies He's like yeah my name's uh blah, blah, blah. i'm from Crete. Blah, blah, blah. um i was in the battle of troy i led 18 armies like have you ever met those people like just kind of lie for the sake of lying it's like a weird yeah yeah, that, that's what, like, what Odysseus is like. He's just, mm-hmm. he lies every opportunity he can get. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's for a good reason. Like, he's kind of smart when he did that to the Cyclops back in whatever book mm-hmm. that was. Um, but yeah, a lot of the time he just lies just for the fun of it, I guess. And he's always wearing Plus, disguises like, and all that too. Mm-hmm. Plus, he could have just done like a really easy line, just been like, yeah, my name is Steve, or my name's Pete. Yeah, then, but he gives a whole like, backstory. Okay. Yeah, but he gives us like hours of backstory. He's like, he used to tell you your entire life story, his entire fake life story. And I'm like, that's how everyone knows you're lying, my guy. <laughs> so Athena's like, Odysseus, it's literally me, Athena. What's up? Like, I, you don't have to lie to me. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And he's like, Athena! And I thought you like didn't want to hang out with me anymore. Like... I don't know. I just, I love this interaction of imagining them as like basically two bros that like yeah. haven't seen each other since like high school. And they're like, ah, oh, <laughs> my guy, what's been happening? How, how you been? You know, I sailed for the Olympics since we last hung out. You know, what have you been up to? And the other one's like, oh, listen, buddy, I dropped out of college. You know, like that's like what it feels like going on right now. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like athena's been having the time of his li- her life and then odysseus is like i committed 17 murders and <laughs> um slept my way through greece of the deities uh you know as you do <laughs> so <laughs> then athena's like all right my guy we need to go store all your stuff and then come up with a plan because there's a bunch of suitors in your house that are definitely 100% going to murder you. And Odysseus is like, oh, rough. Okay. 
Uh, and then they store everything into a cave, which I love. Like, I love the idea that they're just like, no one's going to go in that cave, right? Like, this isn't a big island, but that specific cave is the safest one, obviously. And then Athena's like, okay, I'm going to go get your son, tell him to come back, because he's uh, with uh, Meliolanus. Meliolanus? Is that who he's with? I think you? so. With Meliolanus? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So he's like, I'll go get your son. You need to just, like, not go into your house yet. And Odysseus is like, okay, heard. Can do. So um, she's like, I'm going to disguise you as, like, this really old beggar so that no one will recognize you. Classic. Um, Yeah. I'm like, I'm glad they have that thing of hospitality. (laughs) Oh, yeah, classic disguise for sure. Yeah. Because if they didn't have that, though, they probably would have came well, after Odysseus. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, then my we are on brother's to... moving around upstairs. It's like distracting me. No, you're fine. Just so then they're on to book 14, many... yeah, A Loyal only... Slave. 24 books. Hmm? Yeah, I was just checking. So it seems okay. it seems like we're near the end, but we have like a good couple books left. Yeah, I thought when I cut these, it would be more of like the thick of the chapters. And I didn't really realize there wasn't going to be a lot of content in these chapters. So I tried to cut everything as evenly as I could. But I'm like, well, whatever. Yeah, no, that's fair. I just like, because I, I can't like remember what happens after this. Because I thought this was near the end of the book, but we still have a good couple of chapters to go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, that was my fault. I got distracted. But uh, <laughs> So book 14, A Loyal Slave. Odysseus showed up and found out that his uh, one of his slaves is like still taking care of the place and he's like really loyal all that good stuff um but then like the slaves kind of talking about how Odysseus would have given him a house would have given him a wife and he's like would have rewarded me and like his wife is just an absolute trash bag you know all these suitors are here and they're being mean to me he's like complaining so much to this random man off the street <laughs> I was like whoa yeah. buddy like I would have been like ooh okay like yeah but I think he's supposed to be looked on um, just like this way I thought it as like a good character back then because he kind of like stays loyal to Odysseus through it at all. You know, like he's still he's still working there um, and he kind of takes him in and that type of thing. And he's kind of like he mm-hmm. talks he's he is complaining, but he is still like talking high of Odysseus like, oh, he was so great. He yeah. would have given me this and that and that type of thing. So it's not mm-hmm. like he's saying like, oh, he's the worst. I'm glad he's gone. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because he doesn't have a clue who Odysseus is in disguise. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, like, it really showed how much this guy's been burned before. He's like, anytime Odysseus is like, yeah, no, Odysseus is definitely coming back. This guy's like, no, no, he's not. Uh, <laughs> no, no, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Our man's has been burned. Okay. Hmm. So 
Then Odysseus makes up an entire fake story again about how he's like led in the Trojan War and that, you know, he was stranded at sea and then he got rich and then he got poor and then he got rich and then he got poor and then he got rich and then a bunch of people stole things and then he got sold into slavery and now he's a poor man. And I'm like, geez, Odysseus, like just stick with one simple story. Like make your cover, (laughs) just say your name is, I don't know peter from <laughs> troy i don't know um just and just yeah and he just thinks of all these stories on the spot as well mm-hmm. which is like mm-hmm. even more impressive sure but i always like that he's like yeah my father is such and such person and this is my backstory and this is where i was raised in the beautiful palms and they're like there's no palm trees in <laughs> and they're like it's like the beautiful desert like that's just my favorite thing. They just everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, I did meet your father once. That's cool. Uh, nice. Also, nice to meet you. Um, welcome to my house. <laughs> and then so then he goes to go sleep in the slave quarters uh, with this guy, and the guy, the slave ends up sleeping outside with the pigs to keep an eye on them. And then Odysseus sleeps in his bed with his quilt. Or his cape, I guess. And I'm like, wow. A little rude, but okay. <laughs> and that's all we've got for this episode. Wild. Yeah, I know. It went so fast. I know. Um, I guess there wasn't, there wasn't... Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of action. I, I think mm-hmm. the most impactful, like the biggest kind of meatiest book was the really sad one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of him meeting all the shades all the spirits yeah um but our man made it home that is the main mm-hmm. takeaway he's here so now we're kind of at a cliffhanger he's still in disguise is he gonna manage mm-hmm. to defeat these suitors is Tiresias going to be proven right you know mm-hmm. we'll see yeah i hope we just get a cute little telemachus odysseus reunion um i don't know how they're gonna break it to him that he probably has a bunch of half demigod kids at this point because <laughs> still looking odysseus, for that sequel literally i want to see it i want to do like what is that movie uh cheaper by the dozen but it's yeah. <laughs> odysseus's kids okay i'd watch it i think that would be a fun if someone's got a fan fiction let me know um <laughs> because it's buck wild like he literally every single deity that has her own island he's like let's just like sleep together That's right. like <laughs> wow my guy like there's no way he does not have a bunch of half deity offspring also like what cersei's kid look it's like life look like because if she wanted a man she could just change one of the farm animals into a man because they're all originally men anyways yeah wild fuck wild i am excited for the next couple books i want to see odysseus mess up all these suitors get them out of his house i want to see the cute little reunion and i kind of feel bad for odysseus's wife who's literally been loyal for 20 years as he's been sleeping around like my girl i hope he still loves her i hope he still loves her well, he says he does. He's like, yeah, like, I just want to be home to my wife. Like, she's not the most beautiful, but she's beautiful to me. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, weirdo. 
And I wonder if, like, they're going to be mad when he returns home or if they're just going to be like, oh, it's been 10 years, but whatever. Oh, we still love you. I'm sure you came home as quick as you could and you weren't sleeping around <laughs> the world. Um. The worst part is it's been, like, 20 because the Trojan War ended 10 years yeah, ago and they were at Trojan years. War for 10 years. Yeah. Like, at that point, you know... You would just be like, all right, I'm divorced. Like, if yeah. I haven't seen my significant other in 20 years, like, there's no way we're still together, right? Odysseus comes home and he's like, oh, yeah, sorry about that, Penelope. Like, the war has just ended. And she's like, well, Carl's husband came home 10 years ago and he said the war ended then. So where have you been for the last 10, 10 years? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It, it reminds me of those, like, rom-coms where they find out that the spouse has been cheating not rom-com well, yeah when they're like mm. you've been cheating because he's like oh yeah my business trip took three days <laughs> yeah. and they're like really your business trip took three days well i followed you to your business trip because i wanted to surprise you and turns <laughs> out that it wasn't a business trip to japan you were in <laughs> Hawaii. I went to Japan. You know, like that's the moment yeah. that I'm, I'm foreseeing here. Yeah, me too. <laughs> she went to the Trojan War. It's canon now. <laughs> like she's like, you know, I'll just take a little vacation to Troy and I'm going to just go see him and surprise him. It's going to be beautiful. And then it's like star swipe to Odysseus on Calypso's island. Yeah. They're shacking up. And then she's like, where's my husband? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Poor Penelope. <laughs> Absolutely rough. But we will get into those episodes next time. Thank you so much, Jay, for joining me. Where can all Thank the people you. of the I internet find it? Yeah. Yeah. Where can the people of the internet find you and your podcast? You can find me on at about Oh my god, I had to think about that there. Sorry. <laughs> the people can find me mm-hmm. on podcast on Instagram. I'm sure if you go on to Barely Bookish Instagram, you'll see me because I'm sure we'll be doing some posts and whatnot. Um, and I have a TikTok as well, podcast or something like that. I don't use it very often. Um, if you're interested to hear more from me, you can find Better Book Podcast on Spotify and iTunes and all those good places. And you can also find me on Instagram on podcast. Yay, I got it right this Yay. time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we will catch you all on the next episode in which he maybe, I don't know, I haven't read ahead, so maybe he confronts the suitors. Maybe he talks to his wife. Maybe they go to marriage counseling. I don't know. But we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bookish podcast. If you want to find me, I am at Barely Bookish on literally everything, um, including TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. I'm honestly most active on Instagram, Facebook. I have a Twitter. I don't really understand Twitter. I'm going to be honest. I feel like I don't have enough things to say. I love TikTok. So... Yeah, I'm most active on there, so those are probably the best places to find me. Plus, you'll see a lot of good, good, cringy content over on TikTok, so please check that out. 
Also, if you want to get these episodes a little bit early, please check out the Patreon. Every single week, you'll get the episode um, on Monday instead of Wednesdays, so you no longer have to wait. And plus, it goes to helping support this podcast. So please consider donating and enjoying that benefit, as well as the monthly exclusive episodes. I don't really have a whole lot of big announcements right now, but... I just want to give a big shout out to everyone who shared this podcast with a friend. I mean, I don't really know who you all are, but I love you and I appreciate you. So thank you. Our logo was designed by my little sibling, Sarah. Our theme song is by Raphael Crux on freepd.com. And I'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye.